welcome to Camp Kaiju Monster Movie Reviews. We're your hosts, Vincent Hannum. And I am Matt Levine. We're talking about all our favorite monster movies. The good, the bad, and the downright campy. And asking if they stand the test of time. Traditional kaiju, creature features, space invaders, the supernatural, and everything in between. All strange beasts, welcome here. And now, Camp Kaiju is proud to continue our special three-part series, Frozen with Fear. Brought to you by Max Hannum and Corey Stewart of the U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Polar Star. We were broadcasting their audio remotely when, well, when the monster attacked. We lost contact with McMurdo Station until now. Max and Corey still don't know what happened. That might just be for the best. We'll let them talk about the thing that we hope you enjoy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey. Welcome back to Antarctica for this uh, Frozen with Fear Camp Kaiju series. Right. Frozen with Fear. That's what we're calling it. Even though we didn't call it that in the first episode, it is a better title. I think we did. We rambled at the end a little bit. About. I don't know if that made it into the cut. Who knows? We're not even. Who knows? This, this might not make it in the cut. I don't know. But we're back. We're going to be continuing our. Uh, discussions of Antarctic movies while we are in Antarctica. Yes. And, you know, this is the, the episode everyone's waiting for, where we get to talk about... The most famous Antarctic movie. The Thing. 2011. 2011, baby. What a Universal good... Studios made a great movie there. 2011, you know, you know what we could have got? We could have got In the Mouth of Madness... By dir- director Guillermo del Toro. No, the Mountains of Madness. In the Mountains of Madness, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of another John Carpenter movie. Yes, you're thinking of another John Carpenter yes. movie. Um, we're getting to the fun facts section a little early. A little early, but... But, yes. Uh, just uh, just a, a fun thing to keep in the back of your mind as you're either listening to us talk about The Thing 2011 or re-watching The Thing 2011. Because, spoiler alert, it's not bad. It's not bad. I actually enjoy it. Um, yeah, um, but you know we could have gotten uh, you know a, a different movie entirely, but they went yeah. ah we can't have two cold Antarctic movies. Yeah, that was was the reasoning. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro gave an interview where he basically said, "Well, that movie just came out, so that's going to push any plans that I have for the Mountains of Madness back probably twenty years." Horrid logic, but here we are. Yeah. Anyways, I do like the thing. 2011. The thing about the thing is you have to specify the year. Yeah, there's no subtitle. It's not The Thing 2. It's not prequel The Thing. It's just The Thing, much like John Carpenter's The Thing. Which was just a snappier version of The Thing from Another World. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about that movie. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that movie. Um, even though it is directed by one of the greatest... Hollywood directors ever. Howard Hawks. I, I did, did he direct that? I thought he only produced it. Uh, this, this podcast is not about the thing from another world. Um, we did not research that or watch that movie in preparations for this. You know, if you know out there, let me know. Shout into your listening device. Shout into the void. And we will hear you in Antarctica where all screams are heard. That is true. Um, 
Speaking of Alien. Yes. I w- this connects it with AVP. We had to bridge the gap, so, yes. The main character of The Thing 2011 is, uh, I believe her name is Kate. Yes. Um, Played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes, who, fun fact, is married to Ewan McGregor. Also, fun fact, uh, she's in the movie 10 Cloverfield Lane, the best Cloverfield movie. She's also um, Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim Scott vs. Pilgrim. The, the World. This is now a Scott Pilgrim vs. The World podcast. Oh, I would do that. I would do that a lot. <laughs> play that beat em up video I, game I didn't they, oh, like, it was, they took it off the app store like, yes I had uh, it on my PS3 it was great <laughs> anyways you know the thing also has a video game that I have not played yes we can get into that later yeah. but the main character of this is uh, her name is Kate and connecting it to Alien yes um, that character in order to differentiate it from the original thing, uh, like McCready. Yep. Uh, they wrote it as a woman to basically just be Ripley from the Alien series. Like, they took traits from Ripley and just wrote Kate that way. Huh, I bet. I did not know. I mean, it makes sense to try and not remind the audience that this isn't Kurt Russell. Yes. Because if you remember that it's not Kurt Russell, you just wish it was Kurt Russell. Yes. And that's how I view every Oh, I mean, I agree. Uh, Kurt Russell and Keith David yeah. make every movie better. Um, so is Wilford Brimley, honestly. Oh, yeah. Anyways, this is... I'm all better now. <laughs> We're on the 2011 discussion. <laughs> we need to stick to it. Yes. <laughs> stick to it. Um, stick to that. Hard tax. Yep. We might discuss uh, John Carpenter's thing in tandem with this. Um, but in fairness, I do that with most things in life. I just That's true. bring it back to Kurt Russell and the thing. Um, we do enjoy that movie more. It's so good. God, I love the movie. Right. Anyway. The movie opens. You've got a couple of Norwegians in a snow tractor, snowcat. Snowcat. Um, Which, uh, fun fact, we've seen plenty of those uh, in our time in Antarctica. Oh, yeah. There's, there's actually quite a few of those uh, where we were uh, in McMurdo, which is also referenced in the movie. In yes. Both, in both of the things McBurno is referenced. Yes. Uh, where we were uh, twice. Are, yeah. We um, off the coast of. Yeah, we, we're on a ship. Uh, we break the ice that uh, allows a channel for the supply ships to supply McMurdo Station and thus supply the continent of Antarctica. Yes. So um, that is our connection to both of these films. Yes. McMurdo is the largest, I guess, settlement on the continent. Um, I'm pretty sure. It's the I know it's the biggest U.S. I don't know if it's the biggest. I think it is in general. Yeah, it's right by Scott's base, where the the New Zealand base is. Yeah, that's a about a two mile walk or something like that. Yeah, just about. Yeah, around five um, k past that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's some snowcats there. All of the vehicles are on like the biggest, most all terrain tires. Everything's just beefed up. It's it's fun to see, and in this movie, in uh, John Carpenter's version. And in real life, the, it's just big old shanty town looking things. Everything's kind of slapdash put together because yeah. no permanent settlements can be there, so there's no real good foundation. So it's all yeah, very it's, old, tiny. It's, it, it's it always bit, reminds me of a western town when you're yes. walking down that dirt road. It's so the the town of McMurdo is almost like a gravel pit because they they keep adding gravel to clear the snow as much as possible. 
because um, the snow doesn't melt there. Uh, so there's just yeah, there's a lot of dust, gravel. Lot of dust, but the snowcats are there, and that's their primary you've got, mode of transportation. And that is how we open the thing. Yes, 2011. Um, you got a couple Norwegians, which uh, they're just. Uh, Talking Norwegian, we had no idea what they were saying because we didn't have subtitles there. I'm not sure if that was originally the case. I don't remember. Bunch of crazy Swedes. But our copy... <laughs> the Norwegian smack. <laughs> uh, but our copy of the film didn't have subtitles. But they're just going along. They fall into a crevice. Lucky to be alive. They are hundreds of feet down. I don't know how they got out. But, but they see what, the alien what, what spaceship. Does their, uh, yeah, but what does their headlights uh, reveal to us and themselves? The, the crashed UFO that we see the crashing of in John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. Um, much like Predator. Again. Oh, AVP. Like, Wrap it all together. This, all was, this was planned. We, we sat down and we yes. thought about this a lot. Um, but then we cut to Kate in the U.S. Um, working um, in a, a science lab. Yes. What is the doctor's name? Um, that is... Or what is it? Great question. All right. Dr. Sander Halverson. Halverson. Yes. He is very much an arrogant, misogynist You are not asshole. meant to like this character in the slightest. Which, no. And um, they, they, they really uh, they really go all out in making you not like him. Yeah. Which uh, I would say is a comparison to films. Uh, the, the 80s flick, the characters are much more likable. They seem like real people where... The thing 2011 has places to go. We gotta get to the alien as quick as possible so that we just have archetype, archetype, archetype. With, oh, yes. Well, some very likable characters, it is very much, this is the good character, this is the bad character. Yes. Um, and Dr. Halverson is think, that guy. Yes, he is the... He is the bad guy that isn't necessarily a bad guy. Well, he is actually a bad guy. Yeah. He's an asshole. Um, but much like AVP... Uh, in Wayland in that movie we gotta get this thing going now yes. is it safe? doesn't matter we need to be the first to discover this UFO we need to get it out of the ice we need to yep, keep it secret keep it secret we can't tell nobody else so we gotta rush this as fast as possible and, and what does our, our lead heroine say? that doesn't sound very safe much like AVP honestly it's the same running time too really? it's an hour 43 minutes huh. which I think that's about how long AVP was I would rather watch it, uh, the thing over AVP oh yes but this is like this came out in 2011 oh. so it's just past that early 2000s monster movie but you can see the roots like that's where this came from yeah this would have been that the FX we got the movies we got the movies um, had it been just a little bit earlier yep so they fly out to the Thule research station which is the Norwegian research station that we see at the, uh, the in the original the, thing the tail end of that, that movie um and sorry beginning of that movie yes tail end of this movie um we'll get to that while they're on the helicopter we get introduced to the helicopter pilots the helicopter crew um who become important later on we don't necessarily need to get into right now just the biggest character is gonna be uh the main guy, his name is Sam, if my notes are correct. Um, he's the uh, he's the the male protagonist, almost like the the guy who should be the protagonist in an adventure movie, but isn't. But he isn't. And he disappears for a decent chunk of the film. Yes. 
uh, but he's there. And he has, asks a very important question about sports. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How are the uh, Cavs doing? How are the Cavs doing? Just like, I don't follow baseball. Or I don't, I don't watch football. Yeah, and I, that's, uh, that's their basketball team. Which is a connection. My ears immediately perked up. I'm from uh, right outside the Cleveland area. So Cavaliers. I'm so sorry. That was a sports team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vaguely familiar with that. Um, but they, uh, so they land, they meet the rest of the Norwegian group. Most of them are forgettable. Most of them don't speak English, which yes. I thought was a very fun... Or they... Uh, yeah, they're, they do, but very poorly. Yeah, they're all bit parts, honestly. Um, you got some memorable ones. Like, you've got the uh, the guy who was in Game of Thrones later on. Um, I never Big red-headed, bearded guy. Um, I forgot his name. What is his name? I don't know. You have Lars. Lars is the best character Lars in the is movie. one of the best. He doesn't speak any English, but he is dependable and... Survivable. <laughs> yes. He's doing a good job. Yep, and uh, we'll get into him. What's the uh, the the other character who speaks English? The blonde guy. Oh yes. So uh, we get introduced to another American um, who gets brought along with uh, Kate and the doctor. It's the uh, it's the doctor's research assistant, and his name is Adam. And Adam knows Kate uh, from college, I believe. Um, Either that or earlier. They work in like earlier the, in their careers. Yeah, they they kind of work together. Maybe there's an implication that they had, like, a thing together before, but that's, like, almost the most... They just... They imply that they know each other. Yeah, that's about it. Um, and I... Every time I see him, and I, ca- I cannot not think of the film Fired Up, which is an early 2000s comedy. I have not seen that. Every time I see the character of Adam, I just think, oh, look at that guy with his... He's got, he's got privilege written all over him, and... I'm gonna die because I floss... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, they they get all together. They go out on their snowcats, and they go out to the site, which has been uh, dug up. And there's a really cool sequence where they're climbing through like an ice chamber to the uh, to the spaceship. Which I I thought that ice chamber looked really cool. I don't know, yeah, it's just me. I like the good, little, good set the design. little ladder bridge, yes, the fun yeah. lights. Um, the one of the things I do uh, really appreciate this movie is um, it doesn't tell you that it is a prequel to John Carpenter's The Thing, but it is, um, and they do that with uh, the clothing, the set design, the tech that they use. Everything is like vintage '80s. There's only a few things that I'm like, that looks a little too new. Or yes, like, this is set in 1982. Now, if you watch it and you don't think about that, you probably will think, oh, it's just modern day because they don't go that hard with. The like stereotypical '80s vibe. Yeah, they're they're not going for uh, you know listening to the, the hot new records on the record yeah. player. Or... They they wanted to definitely uh, make you think that this is modern day, probably for marketing purposes. But they Even... also did a very good job using old vehicles. Yes. Um, and some, I mean some props that were just in the the '80s. Uh, the thing and I, I really do appreciate that yes. they definitely took their time they were definitely big fans of John Carpenter's The Thing their attention to detail was pretty great um, one of the highlights of the film yes uh, seeing all those easter eggs that show up in the later movie yes um, but anyways they one s- of them being the, the the UFO the flying saucer that's yes. crashed open which looks pretty similar to um, The Thing oh yes in the, in the 80s um, so they see that they see 
they find a body or something buried something. in the ice. Thing. Something. Um, and it is, spoiler, it's the body of the thing. But it's, they excavate it, they cut it all out, and they bring it back with them to the research station. So it's just a giant block of ice with an alien inside. And they all are like, this is mind-blowing. Oh, this is crazy. They are. They just immediately, they start to party. I mean, oh, they're, yeah. they're drinking. That's one of the best. Playing the ukulele. That's yeah. one of the best scenes in the movie because it's just these characters who you don't know very well, but you can tell they're excited, and that kind of makes you excited. Yes, they are yeah. having fun. Yeah. It's a, it's a very good character moment in this, uh, honestly, movie that's lacking solid characters. So it, it's very uh, much appreciated. Yes. Um, I want to say they have a similar amount of people in this as they do in John Carpenter's The Thing. I, yeah, um, I would agree. They're, they're less memorable than those characters, but I would say roughly the same cast. If I not mean, a little bigger, because this movie, yeah, a little higher yeah. body count. In I the, mean, I would say this movie, about half the characters are memorable, and then the other half I don't remember. Like, I know Lars, Kate, Adam, guy from Game of Thrones. And Doctor... The Doctor... I just know him as the best We're just going to call him, call him the doctor, because um, I don't remember his name too well. He's just the asshole doctor. Um, and then the helicopter pilot, who was Sam. In, uh, who was in the movie The Gift. I really like that movie. Oh. He's um, the monster in that film. Oh. oh it's, it's spooky. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he becomes the monster in this movie. Oh. <laughs> when does it happen, though? Stay tuned. Um... So they're celebrating, they're having a good time, but then one of the characters uh, goes to just, he goes off from the party to just go look at the, the this I mean, alien life form in the block of ice. He's, he's just still, he can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, so he, he goes into the, the ice room and he's just looking at it and looking at it, high tension, the tension so high, and then... Ooh, another character scares him. <laughs> you little jump scare. And then... Once they, our, uh, once our, you know, pulse has lessened, the tension has been broken, bam! Ice breaks out, the thing bursts through the roof. It just rockets he's, straight he's up. He's going, he's getting out of here! Yeah, How did he, he just, break out? Oh, he's gone now. Uh, I believe the movie implies that the drill hole they made to take a sample allowed enough warm air for him to come back to life. Um, sure. Yep. Anyways, he's out. He comes. That, that character just go, comes screaming back to the party. He's like, "It's escaped. It's alive." And everyone's like, "What?" But then they quickly go look. Um, so of course the the group they split up into uh, uh, like like two man parties, uh, and they they start hunting this thing down. But obviously they don't want to hurt it. This is the discover of a century. So uh, yeah. So they split up. Which is and number one clues. Number one mistake in these movies, you split up. You just gotta stick together, guys. Um, but uh, one of the characters gets uh, attacked because they come across it. It's like underneath one of the buildings, which actually reminded me a lot of the buildings in McMurdo. Yeah. So everything is built on stilts. Because yeah, like I said, there's no permanent foundations. You're not pouring concrete into the ground, so it is just a lot of. Yeah, buildings on stilts, shanty town looking thing. Yes, and it, that allows also for snow accumulation, so they can have uh, 
almost future-proofing it. Mm. Um, they're actually building right now a new building there. Yeah, the, the new barracks for yeah. people living. Um, and that's supposed to be super high-tech. It's going to be there for like another 50 years or something. Yeah, but this building has a thing under it. Yes, and it's all made of wood, and it just shoots out some tentacles, grabs him. pulls yeah. him in, and it starts melding with him instantly. We are not, you know... Actually, that character's name is Henrik. Henrik? And Henrik? Henrik. Henrik. Anyway, he's dead. But that name gets stuck with me. I don't know if the character, but they just keep saying the name over and over because he's the first person to die. Ah, oh, that's fair. Um, so, they do that. They come in with flame forward flamethrowers torch the whole building and kill it uh, much to the uh, unhappiness of uh, our bad doctor who very much wanted uh, to not burn the thing yes but they grab the carcass of the thing they haul it out they start examining it much like the first scene we get of uh, the thing in John Carpenter's The Thing yes where they start examining we're gonna keep saying the thing a lot Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, the creature. No, it's the thing. It's the thing. But when Wilford Brimley and John Carpenter's The Thing, you get that scene of him first doing an the autopsy. imitates other organisms. See? It does it perfectly. That's not dog. Anyways. Um, God, I love that movie. It's so good. He's tapping it with a pencil. He sticks a pencil in his mouth. Yeah. And I'm just like, Wilford Brimley, what are you doing? Stop. Okay. Were you... People make the worst decisions in these movies. I love it. That's so good. Um, anyway, the the doctor finds out that this creature imitates life, and it does it perfectly. No, he doesn't. Well, he's there in the room when they discuss it. Well, they and he's they very don't know what they're dis- they don't know what they're dis- discussing yet because they see Henrik's body, and then Kate points out, "Hey, what's that piece of metal over there?" Oh, well, he had a... Uh, something on his leg. Yeah, he had a like, plate. Yeah. He broke his leg, and they fixed it with a plate. He's like, well, what's it doing outside of his body? Whoa. And that's your first clue that something weird's going on. They don't... I don't think they fully make the connection yet. That's... that's yeah, it doesn't happen until the shower scene. Yes, because the doctor's very... He doesn't like Kate because she's a woman, and women shouldn't be in positions of power. Even though he's the one who brought her there. That's... That's what makes the doctor an asshole and a bad guy he is very much against the main character pretty much because she's a woman yes and on top of that he's very disrespectful to the fact that his men are dying in front of him and he's just like we need to save it yeah we need to do research it it kept reminding me of uh Jack Black's character in uh Peter Jackson's King Kong yes where he's he's like we gotta keep filming and we'll dedicate the movie to his kids yeah and (laughs) it says that line like at least at least twice, maybe three times in, in that version yeah. of King Kong, and every time he said it, I laughed out loud. Yep. And it, this character very much reminded me of that, where he's just like, you know, and, you know, he's going to win an award in his memory. Yeah, we're very much um, playing with archetypes here. He is, he is the cold-hearted scientist who wants results. Yes. Um, so they do that autopsy scene, and... Uh, they kind of hint that maybe the alien was copying. Yes. Um, but they have wounded. One of their men is uh, was wounded in the attack. I think he's more emotionally wounded. Um, he was the guy who was with Henrik, uh, who got 
taken. And he's he's not looking good. No, he is. He's falling ill. Um, he's like shaking. He did have blood splatter on his face and during that attack. The audience at this point still knows more than the characters, so you're just it's he's a ticking time bomb that you're just waiting for. Yep. So they decide they're gonna take him, fly him out. Um, I don't know where they're flying they him. They were out. flying to make him, uh, him to make murder. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they said that. And I went, oh, oh, I've, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Um, but so they load up the helicopter. Um, and Kate's kind of putting two and two together at this point. She's she goes to the bathroom to clean up. Finds his. There's uh, some blood mo- everywhere and some molars in the uh, in the shower. It's a uh, fillings, like, teeth uh, fillings, yeah, fillings. Um, with some blood everywhere, and she's like, "Oh no!" And that's when she put it together before anyone else. Um, and she runs out and she flags the helicopter down. Yeah. And our cool helicopter pilot, uh, he's is like, like, "I don't like this. We're we're coming well, back. I, down. We got it. We got to come back down." And everyone, that, there's a great scene. I love this scene because you're looking at the guy in the back who's ill, who they're flying out. And he's, he's like, shaken, and he's, he's just yep. not looking good at all. And then you have one of the air crew just, just sitting across from him, like, hey, man, are you all right? You're, you're like, going to be fine, man. Don't be worry. Fine. And so I remember watching this in theaters, uh, and the moment happened where it turns out that it's not the guy who's ill, but the air crew guy asking if he's okay is the thing, because his face just... Breaks in half. Yeah, like falls and shifts, and then his face just opens up to reveal an alien. And then his guts kind of uh, open up out of his chest and kind of just lurch towards him. Yeah, but when that happens, I remember me and my friends were watching that, and we just, we all got tricked. We all got. It was was a very good uh, diversion. Yep, it was just a. You're looking at a ticking time bomb, and then it wasn't that at all. Yep. Something else happens, and and I like how the thing played it in that scene where he was he was playing it so cool that he was gonna get to McMurdo and he was gonna get off this. And as soon as that helicopter pilot was like, "No, well, something's wrong. We're gonna set back down," he's like, "Well, I guess it's time to start killing everybody." Yep. So it cuts once that gets revealed. It cuts to uh, Kate's perspective and you see the helicopter kind of spin off and crash into the distance implying that everyone has died or uh, been eaten by the thing. Big smoke fireball comes up from behind a ridge line and uh, just as that happens of course uh, the characters are reminded that there's a big snowstorm coming so even if we wanted to go get them we couldn't right now. That's They had to leave right now if they wanted to get to McMurdo they missed yes. their shot and we can't go get them. Um, so they all go back inside, and then Kate brings up the, uh, the findings. The... Well, actually, so the doctor wanted to take one of the snowcats and drive to one of the nearby bases. I believe it's a Russian base. Yes. Uh, that's the closest base, just to get some help. Um, and that's when Kate brings up her theory that one of them might be the thing and that it transforms. And the doctor is very dismissive. Um, she brings up the fact that she found blood and the metal in the showers. She brings up the leg brace uh, that was outside of the the thing and yep. the Heinrich Heinrich's body. Yep. And this, she presents this, and some people are are clearly they're freaked out. Some of them start to listen to her, but the the higher ups are just like, no, no, no. They just ignore 
But what's left is um, this character of Juliet, who hasn't really done much throughout this movie so far. Um, she was really broken up when, with uh, Heinrich's death. Um, she was really affected by it. So she's just been kind of in the backgrounds there crying. Yes. Uh, in and of course, after uh, the, the theory is presented, she goes uh, to our heroine and she's like, I, I, I believe what you're saying. Like, I think this is true. Yep, so they go off to talk in like a little room or something. She said she has some like evidence yeah. of someone else in the camp, but she and doesn't want to say it in the open because she's afraid that they will attack. Yes. And wouldn't you know it, she's a thing. She's a thing. Her, oh, she just it starts attacking she's Kate. She's got like a, a knife arm. Yeah. And right up through a torso. Um, so she uh, starts attacking people. Um, and then good old Lars comes up. He's got the flamethrower and just torches torches the uh, Juliet thing. We didn't ask for a hero like you, but we got one anyway. Uh, I love Lars. He he's is the, he's the best boy. He's almost like a dog. He's like a lovable dog. That's that's the feelings I have towards Lars. Um, probably because he doesn't speak English. I was gonna say you. So uh, he's the characters will speak at him in English, and he will kind of just look confused then accepting. Yes. Which is very much like a dog. <laughs> It's it's funny, like it's almost as if they, I don't know. They didn't have to write a character. They had to write a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> to fight the bad thing. Because again, people just tell him to do things. He just nods. He goes. He, he does. He goes, he's, everything's silent. He's got great expression, like facial expressions. Because he, he normally gets it done. <laughs> he gets things done. Yeah. Yeah. Lars is one of the most effective characters in this movie. Yeah. Other than maybe uh, Kate. Two of them, two great of them? duo. Yeah, I don't, why they, why did they split up? Because they did. That's okay, so this is what happens. Hmm. So everyone, they see after this thing attack, they now realize Kate is correct. That they are imitating uh, the things are imitating people, and they don't know who is a thing. But Kate yep. has a theory. Um, well, before we get to that, the two helicopter pilots. Ah, uh, yes. Sam and um, his friend. What is his name? Jameson. Sure. Anyways, they come back from the crash, completely frozen, a la what a lot. Uh, McCready coming back after uh, they cut him. I cut him loose. I cut him loose. Um, it's like they use the same logic of no one could have survived or done that trek. No human could have done that. So before uh, they allow the two pilots to join them, they basically quarantine them and lock them up. Uh, until they can figure out what to do. And Kate has some ideas on how to figure that out, which is because of the... The, uh, the metal fillings and the, the, the metal plate. brace, the, the plate on the leg, uh, this thing can only imitate organic material. So, of course, hey, you know you got... The, the, her finding the teeth fillings made her think, well, if people have fillings, they can't just take human. that out, in and out. Yeah. So They're human. They, they have to be human. And she's like, well, I have a feeling right here. So this is a, a deviation um, between John Carpenter's The Thing and the 2011 yes. The Thing is where you actually don't really know if McCready, our hero, played by Kurt Russell himself, yes. is a genuine hero human or if he is a thing. And it's a very fun you know, thing to play around with in your movie. Yes. Uh, but in this, 
they just go, nah, she's the good guy, see? Yes, Kate is, there is no doubt in, at any point in the film that Kate if, is always human. If she's a thing. That you never think that she is a thing. Which yep. I think is to the movie's detriment. <laughs> but this yeah. movie's got places to go. We don't have time for ambiguity. No, and that's get, fine. Because a lot of things are similar about the two movies. But it is nice that they did make it a different movie. Yes. It's got... It, it gets to points A, B, and C different ways. Because it still has those same points as the first because thing. Because at this point in the other thing, the 80s thing, we didn't have giant monster attacks. No. It killed people, but normally it was either off screen, or if you didn't see them become a thing at all, and they just had a fun monster transformation. Yes. And this, it's going around, it's stabbing people. It's shooting tentacles through them and grabbing them, pulling them back. Yep, this is much more of the monster in your face monster movie, not the subtle... Uh, what is it? A paranoia-driven yes. film that the original one was. This is hey, we have CGI. Let's make more monsters. And it's it's a it's, it's an interesting way to think about it. If because this is a prequel, when it yes. woke up, it was angry, it was disoriented, so it just lashed out and attacked. And yep. then, obviously, because this is a prequel, and the nature of pre- prequels is we know that there's a movie after this. We know it survives somehow. So. It going to the American base in the John Carpenter version, it's like okay, I gotta slow, I gotta slow, I gotta slow things down. I got a little, yeah. little gung ho. Yeah, during while we were watching these movies, we kept thinking about how the thing was thinking about a situation. Yeah, and like actively, like okay, how do I do this? Okay, so I know I should just be quiet. No one's gonna do anything. But then he gets in the room alone with someone, and he's he goes, just like, ah, I'm gonna kill him. I got all. And then afterwards, it's like, I did it again. I just lose control. Uh, because uh, when the, the female of the thing attacks Kate, no, there's no suspicion that this character is a thing. And yep. No one even believes Kate. Yes. And honestly, the thing just... They were about to go to the Russian camp. They could have just... She could have just gone with them. So this this thing really just blew its own cover, like, on several occasions. Yep. And I liked, I just really like to think of it just being impulsive and he knows he's impulsive and he's like I'm, I'm trying to trying to be better about it I'm, I'm, but he's like i've been frozen for a thousand years and i'm just tired and I want god to, i just want to attack I them just, i just want to, I want to kill them oh, i want to be them i want to be inside of them <laughs> uh we're, we're getting a little sidetracked though let's, let's uh, it's it. fun it's fun no it is but let's let's rein it back to what happens next because uh more lars is a, a good thing oh yes um so they check everyone's fillings, um, and Lars has fillings, Kate has fillings, a couple other people. However, there's a few people who don't. Yes. Now, having fillings means you're human. Not having fillings means you might be the thing. It's, it's still up in the air. This is a lot less definitive than uh, John Carpenter's blood test. Yes, which is nice because it, it's still... Leads to that ambiguity of yep. who is human, um, and the, but, but the it also us versus us, them mentality. Yeah, because but it also gives us the steadfast thing of like, okay, open your mouth. Yeah, you have feelings. Okay, we're good. As opposed to having to completely redo a blood test every time a thing pops up. Yes. Um, so Which, it also leads to one of my favorite lines in the movie: you, "You're going to kill me, be- or uh, great, yes. so I'm going to die because I floss." Yep. So <laughs> you a have valid argument. You have the doctor, the good doctor. Uh, he does not have feelings. Um, 
I don't know who these. There's a couple other characters who don't really matter. Their bit parts. One of them speaks English. Yeah. So I think they like Lars has to tell him go over there. Oh yes. Um, but the big ones are the Doctor and Adam. Yes. Um, and it's very unfortunate. He's look. He looks so sad. Is like I, <laughs> he's so defeated. And he's the one who says the line. Yeah. So you're gonna kill me. <laughs> he actually has. Is like, that lost. line? He has the other line that you like. Okay. So let's. <laughs> we're right. We're gonna stop the plot synopsis right now, and we're gonna go through our favorite lines. This is. This is the section of our favorite lines from this movie. That's what the section is because called. Because we keep referencing or saying these lines. Yep, this is the section. Our favorite lines from the thing. 2011. 2011. Um, Frozen with Fear, Camp Kaiju. Crazy so, Swedes. Yeah, the Norwegian man. That's, that's another movie. Damn, different movie. Okay, so. It's the good doctor's line early in the movie. He's asserting his authority. He's like, this is fascinating when he's talking about the assimilation and copying of the thing's self. Completely disregarding the dead man he's copying, so it's a little insensitive, but he says, just thinking to himself, this is, this is fascinating. And then he looks around, realizes nobody else is on board, and says, more definitively, this is fascinating. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's almost like they... It's almost like he was asking a question... And then answered it himself, or like you said, it was just two different takes of the line. Yes. And they kept both. They just kept both, because it's like, this is fascinating. This, this is, fa- is fascinating. <laughs> it's great. But it also shows he's very much wanting to be in control and prove that the science should win out over emotions. Yes. Basically. We, we need to think logically we need to think like scientists yes another thing he says um another great line is by the character adam yes which i can't remember the exact setup for it but somebody i think someone accuses him of being the thing or doing something it's, it's directly after the scene where they they check for uh metal um, oh okay in, in their teeth that's, that's right what after I was what we're talking about and he's like he's very aggressive towards adam yeah, and his and Adam's response is just, "What are you, an asshole?" <laughs> it's just like this man's pointing a flamethrower at you. Yeah, he's you basically know. saying, "You murdered this person. You're we're gonna we're, we're gonna, kill, gonna you. kill you." And his response is, "What are you, an asshole?" <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's it's his it, delivery on that line was genuinely perfect. It's perfect, and it's it's funny, just because it's like it's a little bit too tame. For the seriousness of the accusation. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. So we have that. And then the... Uh, this is. This is fascinating. This is fascinating. This is fascinating. This is fascinating. The... You're going to kill me? Because I floss? Yeah. I, that's my favorite line. Um, Adam has two of the best lines in the movie. I think the Doctor has another good one that we're forgetting. But we'll, we'll uh, talk about maybe. it later. If Listen, we can remember. You know how I knew you were the thing? wrong year or that's at the end yeah, that's, that's, the that's end. one of my favorite lines we haven't gotten there that's, that's a good moment yeah it's a I good also moment. just like his reaction like, your other like, oh, yeah. oh. it's one of my favorite moments yeah oh, oh. that's oh. honestly yeah that's probably I, I made a motion but this is not a visual podcast a visual, at the moment it's not a visual medium um, but we'll talk about it at the end spoilers on what happens for this movie if you are still watching and haven't seen it yet you've made a poor decision 
Yeah, because probably okay. this, none of this makes sense actually. If you probably haven't done it, because we're probably rambling. Yeah. Anyways, um, the thing attacks. Yes. <laughs> oh no, Lars goes to get the two pilots to go check their fillings. Oh yes, to see if they have fillings. Um, but they basically overpower Lars. We don't. We don't see this. Yes, this is all off screen. They overpower Lars, and the two pilots come in. Lars is nowhere to be seen they, for the rest they, of the movie. He's out. Yeah, and they take his gun and his uh, flamethrower. Yep, which is, um, so they bust their way in. There's a little bit of tension. Um, but then one of the characters who didn't have fillings, he transforms and starts, just starts attacking. Oh no! Actually, no. The, there was a the, yeah, yeah. They they show up with the flamethrower and the gun, and they. Just, I'm getting ahead of myself. They assume that they are the thing as they are being so aggressive towards people. So they uh, they fight amongst themselves. They shoot the uh, the the tank on the back of the flamethrower. Yes. And that leaks fluid everywhere, and it explodes. And it does explode, and that was actually a really fun scene. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, just 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 to see the the infighting of humans, because while Wilf- Wil- uh, Wilford Brimley fighting. Uh, the other humans in John Carpenter's The Thing. He's not the most actiony. He's not a no, but that's, not a great, that's a great scene. I kill you. <laughs> um, but yes. in this, they shoot the gas tank on the flamethrower. It spills the uh, yep. the liquid onto the floor, and then uh, I want to say th- there's something on the ground that they need to grab. I think it's like the other flamethrower that no, like, it like knocks is- it knocks someone. Now someone gets knocked down. They pick him up. And that's when, like, we get the thing transformation of the arms falling off, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they're, like, so they're picking up one of the guy who got knocked out from the explosion, and they put his arms around their shoulders to, like, carry him, and then the arms just separate. And start crawling around. Which I, I really, that's one of my favorite, uh... It's cool. thing reveals. It's a cool visual. Yes. It's an interesting idea, which follows on uh, McCready's line, maybe every little piece is a yes. whole, and it makes you wonder why the thing didn't use that more. Yeah. Because that it's, would be so effective. Yeah, as opposed to just opening chest with tentacles, I mean, which is cool. It's, it looks really fun. Yeah. Um, so you get a nice little arm, which sprouts insect legs and it's, starts it's, walking it's around. It's crawling around. It's doing things. And that's when we get the death of uh, big red-headed bearded guy from Game of Thrones. And rip that guy. Um, that's a rather gruesome death. It's pretty memorable. The arm just suctions itself, itself to its face and then just starts working its limbs and tentacles yeah. through the... Lar- er, very, not very, Lars. Not Lars. Yeah. Thank yeah. goodness it wasn't Lars. Yeah. And that's a very uh, similar not sequence to um, you know, a face hugger from the Alien yes. movies. Like Alien versus Predator, um, boom, another connection. There you go. But that's a rather gruesome death. Um, uh, and at this point in the movie, the camp begins to fracture. Um, they really never get back together after this point. No, it's, it's pretty scattered after this because Lars is basically gone for the rest of the movie. Yeah, this is. Um, we get a lot of character deaths in this scene. Yes, because I mean, there's an explosion. The thing kills like at least two. It kills Adam. It kills three people. Yeah. So we get. Um. The red-headed bearded guy from Game of Thrones, his death. We have Adam, which is the... Uh, so, in John Carpenter's The Thing, they find a almost two-bodied thing. And that's what they originally take back 
Yes, to and dissect. We, and we uh, discover in this movie that that is Adam and the thing. It crawled over to his body. And just laid on top and, of and him. And just laid on top of him, and they started melding. And then it started moving around, and you can clearly tell that he is still sentient through part of it. Yes, and that is... a horrific is, idea. Yeah, that you And like, I wish they dwelled on that, but instead it's like, oh, look at the big crawly thing. Like it's a... Usually we see something get start just get absorbed and then it starts copying it. But this is like it is an active assimilation and it is it's horrifying, honestly. It's gruesome to look at. And it it's a great implication for all of the other transformations throughout the movie, how it works. Yes, and then that thing chases Kate for a bit. The arms are crawling around doing their thing. One of our uh, characters runs off and we never see him until uh, it's discovered that he uh uh, he killed himself, and that is the 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 body with the uh, icicle. Oh, so throughout this movie, there was an English guy. Yes. And unbelievable. Just when things were back on track. If anyone's listening, anyone at all, please keep rating and reviewing this podcast. Keep sharing it with the world. Become a patron at patreon.com slash camp kaiju. Exclusive content, perks, merchandise, just please. What was that? Sounds like a No, no, not again! kind of he's memorable for being a little bit of an asshole he's very like realistic almost like a realist mm-hmm. as far as things go he just wants to leave he doesn't want anything to do with this he's very unhappy with i want situation. out um and at a certain point we just kind of forget about him throughout the movie and he turns out to be the guy yeah who slid his wrists and then the, the icicles Yes. The, yeah, that's one of the visual callbacks to the, the 80s version because you see that in the 80s version and you're like, that guy didn't get assimilated. No, he just killed himself. He just killed himself. How and why did that happen? Yep, here's the English guy. He's the English guy because he was sad. Um, and then we also, the good doctor uh, gets killed Thank during this time. goodness. So really, all we have left is Kate. Oh, and the other helicopter pilot dies. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, all we have left are Kate and, uh... When we say that this is not a slow Sam. burn, like, who's the thing? The thing's killed almost everyone. Yep. It's... So I keep saying Sam because here it says his name is Sam Carter. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure in the movie they just keep... They were only referred to him as Carter. Um, like a... So I'm just gonna keep saying Sam, though, but... If you watch the movie, it's like, I don't remember Sam. It's Sam Carter. That, that's who that... That's who we're talking about. Um, so we only have the two characters left yeah that was a pretty big scene yeah it, it happens pretty quick uh, there's yeah. a fun scene where uh, Kate's hiding in the, the, the galley the kitchen um, and she's you know hiding from the thing and it's skulking around and then uh, oh, yeah. uh, that's when our uh, cool helicopter pilot shows up and torches the thing and it bursts through the wall and it runs away yeah, we get a lot of, um, it was during that scene that a lot of the callbacks to John Carpenter's a thing, like the the axe in the door that's um, covered in blood. Yes, we see that. He was uh, cutting one of the, the arm things in half, yep, which just made two more arm things. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? It's, um, 
Which actually, uh, sorry, the the kitchen reminded me of an earlier scene when uh, what was that other female thing? Juliet. Juliet. Uh, when she got caught on fire as the thing, and she runs to the kitchen uh, to the the hood. Oh and yeah. It senses the fire and it immediately puts her out, and I'm just like, oh, that thing is smart. It's actually thinking, which is which is what got us kind of talking about how uh, maybe it's just. You know, can't control itself. Maybe it's it's just, impulse control. It's, it's really bad impulse control. But it was, it was just a fun scene where it's like it's attacking someone, it gets caught on fire, and it immediately runs to the kitchen and knows how to put itself out. And you're like, oh, this thing is smarter than it yeah. is, like, than it's acting. But it kind of implies that, does it take the memories of the creatures it. It would they, have to, because even in the John Carpenter's know what it, thing, it, they talk about, like, oh, I've known him for years and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it has to, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is another uh, thing, indication. Another thing that the Thing movies don't dwell on, but it's kind of implied, where it's like, oh yeah, they they retain everything, even their little, little gray matter brains. the happy memories of a dog. <laughs> Lars's dog. Clark's dog. Clark. Um, anyways, so all we're left is with Kate... And Sam. Uh, and uh, the thing is heading towards the yeah. UFO. Yeah, they just look off and they just... Snowcats just snow, go. It's just gone. And it's um, implied to be the good doctor. Oh, no, I think we see him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we he see is the him thing. And he's just driving. He's going to the UFO. He's tired of skulking around this base and trying to kill everyone. He's just, he just wants out. He's going to, you know, just get out of here on the spaceship. Which, yep. honestly... If it just left Earth, I mean, not a bad idea. Not a bad plan. But it might just lift up and then crash in like New York City or something. That would be the bad side. Yeah. yeah. So no, you can't take any chances. Yeah. You gotta, um, they gotta go kill that thing. They, as the spaceship starts like taking its flight preps, they fall into the spaceship. I don't understand. Yes, because uh, Kate and uh, Sam Carter. Sam Carter get in another snowcat and they're like we gotta stop this thing so they're chasing him in the snowcat it's a very slow chase yes cause... it's only like a couple seconds on screen but it's yeah. very funny when you know how slow those vehicles go so slow they're <laughs> really slow um but uh in prep for all this Kate grabs some grenades that uh Lars showed her earlier yep um thank you Lars thank you Lars always looking out um but Kate and Sam they end up inside of the spaceship. They get separated. That's um, important to learn. Yes, to and, know. and Kate has a, a, a lot of scenes of her just looking around inside of this, uh, this spaceship. Yeah, like set, set decoration type stuff. Um, and this is a, a fun point to bring out that uh, this, this movie was supposed to look a lot different than how it turned out. Um, the, the original version yes. of this movie had a lot more uh, practical effects, very similar to John Carpenter's uh, 80s film. It was all practical effects, if I... Uh, it, was, correct, it right? was going to be a combination of two oh, things, okay. kind of like removing, like, you know, uh, wires and things like that, but also, like, additions and limbs to move in a certain way. Um, and then it also had, uh, I believe it was called the pilot. Um, that, so inside of this spaceship, there was supposed to be, like, a big alien that was trying to repair the ship. Yeah, that was it. Um, and it was, it was kind of to imply that, like, this, uh, the thing was, like, captured and then it escaped and then it crashed the, the spaceship. Um, and then this thing was also frozen and uh, it woke up and was trying to get out. Yeah. Either that or it was the thing imitating the alien trying to get the ship to take off. Yeah. We were supposed to get, like, a really cool big practical, like, bug thing with a bunch of eyes or something. Yeah. And, and in Similar the, to 
one of the forms it takes in John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes, uh, but at the end of this movie, you get like a weird, uh, like square cube Tetris block thing oh, kind of yeah, shifting yeah. around, and that is solely to cover up um, a giant like bug alien. Um, yep. <laughs> so there's a and scene where she's just looking at this thing, and they're like, oh yeah. It's it, it's just uh, a little cube, cube <laughs> never, of cubes. and they never explain it. It's just this ever shifting thing, and she kind of like looks at it. It's kind of weird that they left it. Walks in, around in, yeah. it, and then continues on down a hallway. Yep. Um, but continuing with like how the movie was supposed to look, a lot of the shots in this are like practical puppet effects. Yes, uh, that they just CGI'd they, over. They painted CG over it um, uh, because. Apparently, some executive just said, "Ah, we don't. No one wants to see puppets." Yeah, puppets. Uh, my kids play with puppets. This is a horror picture. <laughs> we don't want puppets. Um, and honestly, if you look online, uh, a lot of the original uh, monster creations and puppets are out there. If you can uh, look online, yes. you can see some really cool practical effects. The 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 things look awesome. And um, I mean, while we're in it, we might as well just talk about. There has been petitions online to get these various versions, like different uh, cuts of the film, to have the pilot in there. I, I would love that very or much. Or to have some of the CGI taken out to reveal the puppets more. Um, which, honestly, I genuinely hate revising movies. Like, But some of this could look really cool if they just up the CGI yeah. almost. Uh, I, I have a similar like, thought with uh, uh, we, I, we were talking about this movie uh, earlier today The Last Starfighter Oh yeah. I love that movie and there's a lot of fun puppets and creatures in that but then you cut to the spaceship and I'm like that's seven polygons yeah <laughs> but like where do you draw the line do you just remake Tron completely no Tron stays as is I'm talking about The Last Starfighter <laughs> that so, I want I want a, The Last Starfighter and I, I want Krull. Yeah. I want so, those two movies with fancy effects. Ultimately, I am on the side of don't change movies once they're made. It's all right to release a, another cut of, like, a director's cut or something like you that. You have extended scenes. Because you're kind of just changing the movie. Yeah, it's like, that's one thing. But visually changing things. I, I understand the... Uh, the uh, uh, I'm on the fence. But it would look so cool if they just up it. Yeah. But then it just... It's a different I don't movie. like George Lucas for doing that to the Star Wars. Movies. Like, yeah, let's just add stuff to the frames, and I hate it. I understand. And it, uh, no discredit to the, the people who did the CG for this movie. No. Uh, because no. they were planning to do a lot of these things practically, um, I know this movie gets panned a lot, and I do it myself, uh, because some of the CG just doesn't look very good, but that's because they were planning on doing puppets, so then a lot of the time went into building that, and then when the test footage came in, the producers went, ah, just CG over it. And they were given a very rough time budget to finish the movie and get it out into yep. theaters. It is it is rushed because most of the time when you see bad CG, it's not that they can't do it better. It's just they don't have the time. Yeah. I've seen a lot of low-budget movies that do CG very well. Uh, Grabbers is a great example of that. Have you oh, ever yeah. seen that? I have not seen that. Uh, it's, it's aliens and that if, if you're uh, if you're drunk you see they're vampires they oh. drink your blood but if you're too drunk it will kill them oh perfect so it's a bunch of Irish people <laughs> getting drunk and the aliens are just like I can't eat you oh that's fun that's yeah. fun premise it's it's very funny uh, uh, it's it's. but yeah. we're not talking about grabbers but yeah there's a there's been a bunch of petitions 
One of them was in 2015, was closed due to lack of followers. One in 2020 because of the uh, Snyder cut of the Justice League. That was gaining momentum. So they're like, hey, let's also get a new cut of the thing. I love how if something is trending, they go back and retroactively think about all the other things we would like. Yeah. I mean, it's... Universal's not going to do that. They're busy making Cocaine Bear right now. Yeah. Um, They don't... Yeah. It would need to be some specific person wanting to do that in Universal and pushing for it. Um, I believe the people who did the visual effects for this movie, the original puppets, they made a film called Harbinger Down. Now, I have not seen that, and I cannot okay. vouch for its quality, but it's basically the thing, but on a boat. Oh, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, it's been, but been on the to-watch list for like it five is, years. Yeah. It is... One of the talking points of this movie is that everyone who watches it kind of wants that extra cut. Yeah, that just little enhancement of the CG. Because this is a good movie. It's a good movie. I actually, in re-watching it for this podcast, I like it a lot more it's, than, yeah, than like, I watched it the first time. Like, it's a solid plot. It keeps going. You're not really, like, it doesn't drag at any point. It's different enough from the yep. 80s version, but also it's got those, like, it's got the, the big bulky flamethrowers. I love those things. It's yeah. Like the cold... The thing transformations, well, you know, CG and iffy looking in some shots look really good in others. Yes. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, some of the effects do look very dated at this point. Yes. Um, to say the least. So, God, is it, I, I really enjoy this movie. I've seen it almost as many times as I've seen John Carpenter's A Thing. That is blasphemy. Well, I be, like this movie. Well, so what I end up doing... Okay, yeah. Or do you want to talk about that at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. we'll do that. So, uh, we're in the ship, um, and we've seen yep. the alien. <laughs> Sorry, we're back to the ship. We're back Kate to is the separated. She was looking at this uh, uh, Morphin Cube. Mighty Morphin Cube. And um, she sees a big thing, and it's got the really ugly CG face of the evil science jerk face. Yeah. And it's... he's just kind of looking at her, and he's not, like, snarling or, like, upset or anything. It's kind of just a blank, humanless, emotionless face and looking... It, it's a little unsettling, honestly. It's like, they... It has to be intentional that they did not, like, have it make some weird, Do you like, like snarl honestly... roller. It's just like, no, this is... Just a face. I, I want to... I want to say they're like, hey, you know how... <clears throat> she doesn't like the doctor. Well, no, and like, the doctor doesn't like her. <laughs> Let's make them look at each other at the end of the movie. Yeah, but like the they took the principle of the uncanny valley with CGI faces they, at they the time. Did not intend to do that at all. I no, I guarantee you they did. Because they're like, hey, we have to make this face CG. It's gonna look off. What if we just leaned into that and made it look the most off? I 1,000% promise you they didn't do that, but you know what this thing does remind me well, of? It benefits it? from it. Yeah. It, it's retroactively. It's like, that's that's not a person. But do you know what does look like a person and reminds me of this thing? What? The final transformation from From Beyond. Oh. It's kind of like a low squatting monster with a tangly neck, like mm, a tentacle neck, yeah. and a human face at the end. Very similar. That's exactly what this is. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And that's why it reminds me of that. But that was done better. Thank you, Stuart Gordon. <laughs> well, we we can, we can should just yeah take a moment to thank Stuart Gordon for all the good he's done for horror movies. Thank goodness for that, man. Anyways, we're talking about The Thing. So, you see the doctor's face. It's very weird. But then it opens up, and now it's just full monster, and it starts chasing Kate through little tunnels. I don't know why they're a little... 
There's little tunnels tiny tunnels to... in the spaceship because that's it's, it's like ham- whole, hamster. It's, it's a horror movie, tunnels. and this is Ripley, so we need to rip off aliens. So she's in the tunnels. Yeah, it was very much alien at this point. Also gave me some Prometheus vibes. Would this, would this be Prometheus? I want to say it was before Prometheus. I want to say so because this. Um, was... It's similar. Like that ending is similar to when they are walking around the ship in Prometheus. Yes. Um, but you get some nice action moments of her crawling through the tunnels trying to avoid the thing. Uh, but then she uh, she gets grabbed, and then she, right as you think she's about to die... The, 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 it, the thing is about to eat her. She throws the grenade into its mouth, and then runs, <laughs> and it explodes. And it explodes, which I, I love this, because I, I had forgotten how she defeats the thing, um, and throwing a grenade into a weird, like, open-close, open-close video game, like, hole... Yeah. Is exactly how this actress killed a monster in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yep. That's how she kills the ship. She tosses a Molotov with fire into that, like, open-closey, open-closey video game hole. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is the same movie. <laughs> it's... It's not. I mean, like, that really that, just goes to show that nothing's new. Nothing's new. Because <laughs> I love 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. And this movie's good. I'd rather watch 10 Cloverfield, but John Goodman's the real monster. So, speaking of 10 Cloverfield Lane, after I watched that in theaters, that night, I had a nightmare with John Goodman being oh. the antagonist. Like I'm, did, did he, like, have a beard throughout most of it, and then at the end he shaved it, and you went, I'm uncomfortable. Nope, I was just laying in my bed in the dream. Like, I'm dreaming that I'm laying in bed, yeah. and, and he's just standing next to the bed, with an ominous presence. Does he have, like, an ice cream cone? No, it's just oh, John, Goodman. John Goodman. And I'm like, that's a good movie. Another, good movie. Uh, you want to know another connection to John Goodman and bad horror movies and oh, cheesy up. horror movies? Uh, he was in the movie Chud for about uh, 40 seconds. Uh, oh. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Interesting. A bunch of art house people in New York tried to make a monster movie. <laughs> and it is uh, long philosophical ramblings and then, like, Ten minutes of a guy in a rubber monster suit going ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, it's classic the, low budget it's monsters. The, the, the big hair guy on the wall. Oh, um, this is now the an taller episode. guy. Yeah, this is now an episode about Chud, cannibalistic humanoid underground Look, dwellers. <laughs> you come to Camp Kaiju for monster movies. We're talking about monster, monster movies. movies. Go check it out. It's honestly not that good of a film. Watch 10 Cloverfield Lane instead. If you you should watch That's that. That's a genuinely great film. Although I have not seen it since theaters. Oh, I've seen it probably 10 times. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, it doesn't take place in Antarctica, though. And no. That's where we are. I'm not in an underground bunker. I can't relate to that. I, I mean, know. we are in a windowless room on board a ship right now. At the bottom of the planet. We're, like, near Point Nemo, I think, right now. No, no. We're much further south well, yeah, but, like, directly north of us is Point Nemo. Yeah, so... Yeah, we're... They were talking We're about beginning that. in our transit right now. Doesn't. Out of yeah. Antarctica. Um, That's why we gotta pump these episodes out. <laughs> yeah, while we're, while we're still down here. It doesn't um, count otherwise. Yeah, we're, we're basically going from the McMurdo Sounds to Palmer Station. And then... Which is, like, directly south of... It's that little uh, peninsula that goes up to South America. Yes. Um, so we're basically crossing about a third of the continent at the moment, just along the coast. Yeah, it's a fun trip. Yep. Anyways. So uh, the alien blows up. The alien blows up. <laughs> Kate 
escapes the ship. Yes, and that's when she sees... Uh, Sam. Sam. He's right Harder. there. He, he's, he's alive. He's alive. He made it. So they get into the snowcat to go to the Russian camp. Uh, Sam gets into the driver's seat to go drive, and as Kate starts getting up... She goes, oh, I'm going to put my flamethrower in the back seat. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I shouldn't drive with it. And then she... Steps comes back, back with the flamethrower on. Aimed and ready, and you're like, oh, shoot. What's, what's going on? Is she the thing? Because this is the, like, one moment where you're like, maybe. And but no. No. So, throughout the whole movie, Sam Carter, he's got a little gold earring in his ear. And you see it throughout the whole movie. Some, It's, it's very much a Chekhov's earring. But also, they never actually, uh, like, pay attention to it in the film. Yeah, they, it, don't, they don't call it out. Like, the... The, the like, filmmaking calls it out, like, yes. through the uh, shot compositions and everything exactly. like that. But the characters never mention it. Yep. So, uh, so if I, you, I noticed it, and you noticed it, but, you know, sometimes, you know, you watch movies with people, and they're on the yeah. films half the time, and they're going, oh, what a good reveal! And I've seen the movie before, so I'm looking for it. Oh, right? Every every time I see a shot of him, I'm like, where's your, where's your where's earring, your earring, buddy? Because <laughs> um, I, I had forgotten, like, when he transforms... Yeah. Um, so I'm looking for the earring. Um, and it would have to be while they were separated in the, the ship. Because yeah. uh, right before that, it was on the right ear. Yep. And we get a nice little moment of the thing doesn't transform. It it knows it's beaten and just, just kind of like, huh. Yeah. But it tries to convince her anyways. And he's like, no. Kate, like, come we're, on, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I like that different strategy. It, it was really nice also just to see the... You know it's a thing, and you know, and you see it talking because we see characters yes. in both movies that become the thing, and then yeah, but we don't think of them. So when they're talking, we think of them then, as human. But then once it transforms, it stops having any human qualities. Here, it's like, oh, we know it's the thing, and we are empathizing with it, and, and we un- we know that it knows speech and understands things and rational thinking and emotion. And it tried to trick her, and it didn't work. And he's just like, huh. But that's where we get... I missed that. Yeah. It's it's a good moment. It's a good moment. I also wish... I don't... Because they don't. They don't mention it. Because I was listening for it. I wanted her to be like, Oh, the Cavs. And he's like, Football. Oh, yeah. That would have been it. I wanted that callback. So... They set that up perfectly. They put it on the tee. They swung the yeah. bat. And then they fell down. And the yeah. ball stayed on the tee. But we... <laughs> well, we kind of... Um, we jumped the gun a little bit. Yep. So... He doesn't have the earring. He doesn't. That's how it's Kate on, knows. On well, see, that leads to one of my favorite moments in the movie of Kate asks the thing. Like, she actually has a, con- a conversation with this alien monster, yeah, this which is fun to think killing about. killing all these like, people. Do you know how I know? And he's like, no. How did you figure this out? I'm really good at this. Your earring. Because he didn't have the earring. And he reaches to feel the earring on the wrong ear. And then Kate's like, it was your other ear. Genius. And then you, yeah, you see just a, a look of, oh. oh, I fucked up. You, you just see that. It's, it's so it, it, it's In the so thing's good. face. And then he just, she just burns and she it. And burns it. Um, and then she goes off. Uh, to she, a, the other snowcat that the, the bad doctor was driving yep and she got, starts driving towards the Russian base yes so there is always the possibility 
we get a third of the thing movie in Antarctica at the Russian base if someone wanted to do that. Honestly, we don't need it. We don't need it. But it could be fun. It would be kind of fun. Like if someone had a good idea on how to do it as opposed to just like a cash grab sort of thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you would do that, honestly. Um, just speaking of like the thing movies that we have. We have the thing from another world. You know, it's your campy, your 50s sci-fi movie. Yeah. They tried to do the... Uh, they tried to do the shapeshifty thing. They couldn't make it work, so yeah. they made him uh, Frankenstein Carrot Monster. Yeah. Which was a choice. We're not talking about that movie, though. <laughs> we said we're not going to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, um, so that's one way to do this kind of story. And then you have the right way to do this story, which is the John Carpenter movie. Yes. And then um, you have the, let's have some more fun with this idea. Let's not take it so seriously. Have some yeah. big monster fights. Let's, a little bit less paranoia. And subtlety and a little bit more, like, action-y, monster... Shoot the thing with the fire bit. Yeah, like, so they, they did take it in a different direction, which is nice. Which is nice, and honestly, that's why we don't need another The Thing movie, at least for a good while, because, yeah, I'm yeah. happy with what we have. Or, honestly, all three movies have their merits. Yes, and I I could take, like, a, a miniseries... They're probably the best way to do it. You actually get to, like, really... Like a very slow burn. Characters, yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, every episode or every couple episodes, the thing's out, and in between it's kind of just, like, pure characters. And, yeah, I think a miniseries version of the thing would be a great idea. Probably the best way to do that. Just an HBO. Just give it HBO. They make good stuff. Um, but then, the very end of the movie, Lars is back. Lars is back, baby! He's not dead. He's not dead. He's okay. Our so, boy's safe. Kind of. He's gonna die in, like the next movie but we're not worried about that right now yep so helicopter lands and it's um someone from Thule base he's just returning he's like he missed the whole thing yeah he missed the whole thing but and Lars comes out with a gun he he looks at for fillings finds fillings he's like okay you're good and then what, what happens a dog just bolts yep that was Lars's dog who Lars Lars's dog was killed earlier in the movie so yes. Lars knows that is not my, my dog. dog that is the thing and so they get into the helicopter, and then it's the beginning of John Carpenter's The Thing. And that music kicks in, and you're like, oh, I want to watch John Carpenter's The Thing now. And that is what led me to... So... As soon as this movie came out on, like, home video and stuff, I got a, a digital copy of it, and I ended up cutting together... This thing movie and John Carpenter's the thing, because they literally like do that. It's it's a good movie to do it with. I I can't recommend doing that with too many movies. Yes. Uh, it reminds uh, when you told me about this. My the first thing I thought of was uh, Kill Bill uh, one and two. Oh yeah. Where there's the whole bloody affair. Yeah. Um, and it's just both of those back to back, where like these movies are different enough where you can watch both of them in the same night we didn't for no. this for this episode um i will say so when you cut it together it works perfectly it's really easy to do because they just use the exact same Shot shots composition. um they, the music all works it's fine all you do lose though the beginning of john carpenter's a thing where they have the title sequence and, and the, the alien crashes yes and speaking of that title sequence oh we'll get into that john carpenter's in a better it's, That's it's, a running theme. John Carpenter did it better. Yes. Um, but it, it all works together. But every time I would watch that, it, it ended up being like four hours. 
it's not not too bad. Not too bad. Justice League. Yeah. Snyder Cut was like four hours, which I didn't watch, but that's a um, runtime people are willing to sit through. Yeah, I did that. I, I wasn't going. I saw the the runtime. Yeah, I need to see the, the original cut. But so around Halloween, you know, I'd get together, get, have a little party, a viewing party to watch the thing ultimate cut, which is this the two, what I called the two of them put together, together. and. So we would watch The Thing 2011, and we're all like, ah, good movie. And then the 1982 thing starts, and that's the slower-paced movie, and we are already a movie in. And so it's like, oh, we got a whole nother movie. <laughs> it's a very weird dynamic, and it, it wouldn't have worked if John Carpenter's thing wasn't the better movie. It's so good. So it keeps you interested. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and honestly, so that's why I have watched for that. Edit, why, didn't, why didn't you just move the UFO sequence to the beginning of the? Because uh... I don't care about the UFO sequence. But it's fun. Nah, I think it's and just the, lame. The melty, the, yeah. mel- the melty title. I do like the melty that's title. So good. It is. It's so, just melted cellophane or something. Yeah. While we're talking about it, let's um, get into like trivia, behind the scenes type yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We already um, talked a little bit about so, that because I just can't help myself. But yes, please go out if you haven't seen it. Find the behind-the-scenes documentary for John Carpenter's thing. Yes. And watch that. Um, and that's where you get little tidbits of the uh, title sequence of how they did that. I've seen fun things on YouTube about that. But that's John Carpenter's thing. And we're, we're going to talk get, about that movie we're yet. Gonna, yeah, we're going to get to that next time. Yeah. Um, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. You can trust us. We're not a thing. Are you a thing? I, I would, it would be way cooler if I was a thing. Honestly, a thing the thing on a boat would be a good idea. Let's watch Harbinger down next. That movie that I said kind of yeah. leads to this movie. We can do that. I need to find it. Yeah, we should, we should find that movie. Um, so, yeah, we kind of talked about a lot of the trivia, honestly. Guns yeah, and stuff. I, um... I think about it. There was, though, so... This reminded me of it. Yeah. So I used to... Back in uh, college, I worked at Universal Studios Orlando. Yes. Um, and it was right when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So they did for their Halloween Horror Nights. I've always wanted to go to one of those. I'm yep. Jealous of never. Uh, they right. do. Uh, like haunted houses um, of different themes. Uh, they, they did 2011's The Thing. So. Walking through that, it was like walking through literally the set of this movie. That they just rebuilt to yes. like painstaking detail. And they, I, I've seen uh, some walkthroughs where they do this with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Trick or Treat and Krampus. I've heard the Krampus one's yep. really Evil good. Evil Dead was uh, around that time as well, and All that was the, really good. The Ash vs. Evil Dead show. Um, but you walked through the, the whole station, you get to see the giant block of ice post breaking out that's um I want to say you go through that ice cavern with the ladder bridge that makes me happy I want to say that because every time I see that part in the movie something in my brain's like I've been there maybe (laughs) well uh question since you've been to that Halloween Horror Nights and you've been to Antarctica how close are those those uh the feelings ooh because I I haven't done that actually so 
at McMurdo Station. Um, a little bit off to the side is what's called Discovery Hut, which is one of the uh, huts built by uh, who was it? Uh, it was Scott, maybe. Yes. So the, the memorial up on the hill, uh, the cross. Uh, yeah. So Antarctic explorer Scott. Um, that's one of his original outpost buildings. A lot of the things inside of that hut, uh, he left there when he left Antarctica. Yes, because it, is, it, it was time to leave, and they didn't want to. They didn't want to stay there any longer. Yep. It is a museum curated by the New Zealand government. Yes. Um, have you, have, did you walk through that? Yes. Okay. Did that last year. Yeah. Same. Um, but it's a really cool museum. Um, it's things are like placed on the shelves. It's for it's, in like a. It's slice of life in a way. Yes. Where you are seeing what these guys saw for days upon days because they were too cold to leave this tiny little hut. Yes, and it, it like the it's all just wood, and they've got like wool blankets just across as insulation, like just using as walls. There is a dead seal outside of this hut that has been there for over a hundred years. Yeah, because. It's too cold for things to decay in Antarctica, and, and there's no, there are no uh, of the thing. Yeah, it, it would just preserve it yep. perfectly. And there are no land predators. There's no scavengers there, so there's nothing to eat it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Well, there's just the the Thule Station, mm-hmm. the room that has the block of ice in it, reminds me a lot of Discovery Hut. That's fair, because uh, that scene... It's just like an old wooden, like, shack-type environment that is terrible at keeping the cold out. In that movie and in um, John Carpenter's The Thing, that's kind of like the cold room where they are doing the science. Yes. Where it's like, it needs to be outdoor temperatures, but you don't want, like, the wind or, like, skuas attacking. Exactly. Um, Also, fun fact about Discovery Hut is they... uh, they bought it. It's like a stock building that they just purchased. Oh yeah. And they bought it in Australia, and it was a, it was a hut designed for the Australian outback, which is not cold. It's it's not. Cold. It's actually hot. And they bought it under the intention, knowing that they were going to Antarctica, and they so, were like, "It'll be fine." So the building's dis- structure uh, while promotes it's, while it's sturdy. It's sturdy. It's because it's been there for over hundred years. It promotes cooling, the so it doesn't retain. Of what you want. Yeah, it doesn't retain heat at all. So they actually rarely lived in that hut. They mostly used it as storage, and if they had the option, they would prefer just to stay back on the boat. <laughs> but uh, which is just a funny, funny little fact that um, they were ill prepared for Antarctic exploration a lot of the time. Um, uh, any more uh, thoughts on oh. the thing 2011? Or do you have uh, more? I just want to mention in my notes, maybe uh, some people might be interested in it. Oh, yes. There is a three-part digital comic. I've heard of this. Um, I've, I've it's seen called a lot of, The like, Thing, The Northman Nightmare. I hate that title. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I knew that there was a comic. Um, yes. I've seen like, a lot of YouTube videos. It's a Dark Horse comic. Movies. Of course it would be Dark Horse. Yeah. Um, um, but it's about uh, some <laughs> some Vikings in Greenland or Norsemen. It says Norsemen. It doesn't say Vikings, but I think of Vikings when I hear Norsemen um, in Greenland um, encountering a thing. Which that sounds pretty fun. That's not kind of fun. I don't hate that. 
I mean, it's it's just a sh- one-off adventure. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the thing would be up there, but... Maybe. Why not? I mean, the Predator yeah, goes cold. all over the place. It's true. The yeah. thing needs to be in the cold. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. If it, was t- if it took place in Hawaii, it would just win. It's not fun. Yeah, well, because they have to discover it first. Yeah. And if they just encountered it in Hawaii, chances are the entirety of the Hawaiian Islands are the thing. Yeah. Already. Yeah. So. And you can't beat that. No. It would just win. Uh, it's kind of like the movie, uh, you remember the movie Life? With, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Yeah. They reference Reanimator in that movie. I laugh out loud in theaters. (laughs) Um, but that, that's another movie where it's like... Thank you, Stuart Gordon. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart Gordon. This is our reoccurring segment. Thank you, Stuart Gordon. Thank you for Reanimator. From beyond. Robot jocks. <laughs> the dreams in the witch house. Masters of horror. It's a good show. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, like, the, the thing, uh, IP as it is is just so linked to um the cold and i mean to be fair this is all based on a novella who goes there which we haven't mentioned at all yet no um i haven't read it (laughs) i own it i haven't read it i have i want to say i've listened to like an audio uh reading yeah no it was either that or it was on the or formerly the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast. Okay. They, they changed their name. Now it's like Strange Stories. Sure. Strange, like strange Studies of Strange Stories. Because they ran out of Lovecraft stuff within two years, and it's been going for ten years or something. I mean, yeah. So they've just been... You can't dedicate yourself to Lovecraft. He's, he doesn't have that much of work. He's got a lot, but not like enough well, to dedicate your career to. Well, they would... Uh, Lovecraftian tales. Yeah, they were, yeah, Lovecraftian style tales, but now they're talking about a bunch of stuff that isn't necessarily Lovecraftian and yeah. weird. Honestly, this is a pretty Lovecraftian monster. Oh, yes. In the like, truest sense. John Carpenter really has a keen eye for Lovecraftian ideas. Yes. And they, they kept the the heart of it in this 2011 version. So I think for final thoughts, you ready for the final thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say... This is a great monster movie. Great monster movie. Um, it stands on its own. It doesn't need John Carpenter's The Thing. No, it doesn't. I would agree. Um, it it is, enriches it, though. Yes. It. This is a a good prequel sequel. Yeah. You. Oftentimes, prequels are uh, kind of blind or uh, belittled because yes. you know you don't really ah oh, well we know how it's gonna end because we get to where we're going yes. but this honestly it goes in enough fun places where it's like I didn't have my time wasted and I saw some cool things yep it's got some twists and turns and you definitely see some cool cold the things I do love it when the, the thing is cold um, yeah uh, of all of the like uh, you know around the 2010s horror movie remake trend this was re- really at the tail end of that um where they yes. were remaking the you know texas chainsaw halloween uh rob zombie version yep friday the 13th got a remake nightmare on elm street got that remake i really dislike um and this one really was that tail end and i i don't, I don't know why it actually took so long for it to be remade in that in that whole well week. because it the thing 
John Carpenter's thing is a cult classic. But it was very much... Be- uh, it is beloved dis- now. Beloved now, but it was very much disliked when it came out. Exactly. There's only one movie of it, so it's not like a franchise like Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, those have numerous sequels. That's very true. So, that's why, I mean, it took a while. Um, I mean, even AVP is kind of part of that trend. Yeah? I mean, you get that, Hills Have Eyes. Yep. Um, so you have this whole trend, and this is one of the this is one of the better ones yeah, because honestly. it it does enough different things, and I enjoy it. It's got a soft spot a soft spot in my heart because the jokes <laughs> with friends and just reminds me of good times with friends. That's, that's fair, especially when they're playing the little ukulele at this. They're so happy because they found an alien. While they're celebrating before the chaos happens. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's one of the best scenes in the movie because it's just, I don't know. It's just pure joy. Well, that and, I mean, you've seen it. Um, There's a a hut uh, in McMurdo called the Coffee House. Yeah. And it is just, it. the decor is straight from the 70s. And people just bring, you know, whatever drinks they have and whatever stuff they have and they kind of just commune there. Yep, Um, it is definitely a hangout spot. And like, it is uh, a pre-bar opening hangout spot, post-bar closing hangout spot. My buddy showed up there, and they just had a banjo hanging on the wall, so he just started strumming that. You know, I started playing cards, and you know, I honestly looked around, and I'm like, I might as well be in the thing. And then the next day, I played the thing board game there, and I was having a great time. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I had a glass of whiskey next to me, and I just you know, took yep. a sip of it, and I looked at the game, and I went, cheating bitch, and I had a great time. <laughs> Yep, uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a line from John Carpenter's The Thing. He's not being an asshole. Uh, what are you, some kind of asshole? <laughs> what are you, an asshole? Um, uh, but that's one thing these, the two Thing movies do get right, is that sense of, hey, we're all just here, we've got time on our hands, let's hang out. That Yeah, camaraderie in just cold, small environments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we live it because we live on a boat uh, for a decent uh, chunk of the year, and then obviously in McMurdo. Yep, uh, we are in McMurdo area, breaking yeah, uh, ice in the water. Uh, yeah, for about two months out of the year. Yeah. Uh, um, so just just that like camaraderie of a crew uh, that both of these movies really nail, where you can tell these people have lived with each other. Yep, both with them caring about each other when they die, them having frustrations with each other. And not liking each other already because it's been months and they're getting on each other's nerves. Except for the doctor, who's just a jerk. He's just an asshole already. He's arrogant (laughs) and no one likes him. Don't be him. Don't be that guy. Be a McCready. Be a McCready, be a Kate. Be a Kate. I did like her as a main character. She was a good heroine. She was good. honestly like her in most things she's in. Yeah, she's a great actress and I thought she uh, played a good Ripley-like. Yeah. Watch Scott Pilgrim versus the Yeah, go watch that movie. It's got a great or listen to the soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. We were listening to that earlier uh, this week. Yeah, I listen to it regularly. It's pretty good. Um, all, all right, that wraps it up. Yeah, so that's gonna. I would recommend this movie. It's a great movie. Go watch it. I would recommend it. It's got enough good. Uh, it's got enough campiness, um, and the bad really doesn't outweigh it uh if you if you haven't watched this in a while and you were like ah look at that bad cg give it give it another chance this is coming from someone who uh mocked this movie uh (laughs) quite frequently before we rewatched it 
because I honestly only remember the bad, but there's so much good yep. hidden behind that bad CG. I, I think I convinced you that yes, you this is a, a fun, worthy movie. There's a lot of good hidden behind bad CG. Yep. Um, Not just puppets, but I do love puppets. Yeah. So, that's going to... That's going to be the end of our The Thing 2011 discussion. Yep. Thanks um, for coming and hanging out with us. So that's part two of Frozen with Fear. Yes. Series. Frozen with Fear. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if I got all the plugs right last time, oh, but, yeah. um, so you want to check out, uh, Bandit's Emporium. Bandit's Emporium for. The Camp Kaiju section. We've got a couple cool shirts there. Um, if you want to check out, uh, there's some video versions of some of the podcasts. Uh, yes, uh, the, there is a Patreon for this uh, for this podcast. Yep. So uh, you know, I, I recommend listening to that or uh, listening, if, uh, donating to that if you haven't already. Yep, really helps the podcasters keep on a rolling. Yeah. Um, and maybe we should have mentioned this again at the beginning, but we are not the normal hosts. Yeah. Uh, well, this is part two, so you you know this. We're, yeah. We're, oh, we should have introduced ourselves again for the people who might be listening. That's right. This is okay. So <laughs> we are not know, professionals. We're going to do this at the end. Um, this has, but been. maybe put it at the beginning. I don't know the magic of editing. Magic of but audio editing. I have been. Uh, Max Hannum, uh, brother of regular host Vincent Hannum. And I have been Corey Stewart, friend of Max Hannum. So, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to us ramble about movies. Yep. Both The Thing, The Thing, AVP, and Crawl. (laughs) I will continue to bring up Crawl until the end of time. Stay tuned for the next episode, which should be John Carpenter's The Thing which I'm pretty sure has already been covered on Camp Kaiju, but we're going to cover it again because it's a great movie. It's a great movie, and I love to talk about that. And we're different people. We're different people. We have different opinions on things and another movie. Yes. Surprise. Surprise. This is. I told told Vincent we're only doing three movies. We're doing four movies. I I showed Max. He's going to listen to this right now. I'm not going to tell him until he listens to this. That's that's fun. Yeah, no, I showed Max a movie. I'm like, oh, this, this is a really good Antarctica movie that no one has seen but it's monsters it's Lovecraftian it's it's deep ones it's deep ones baby we're watching Cold Skin we're gonna talk about Cold Skin we're talking about Cold Skin 2017 2017 sounds right I've showed you this movie I don't remember what year it came out but Cold Skin Cold Skin you like deep ones you like The Lighthouse you like kind of a zombie siege film almost a little bit um it's a french spanish production yeah it's based off a book it's based off a book read books go watch it it's it's Honestly, it's I, fun I love, I love cold skin <laughs> but we're gonna talk about that after john carpenter's the thing yeah because so, why not why not sorry vincent you you have to do more audio editing ah <laughs> we're taking over this is our podcast it's now our podcast now Okay. Okay. Share my warning with the world. Share this podcast with a friend. 
Visit Patreon, CampKaijuMovieReviews.com and Instagram for more monster movies. Please, do it now before you too are frozen with fear. Forgot something. We'll, we'll be in the air in no time. Okay? Don't worry. Hang in there.